What's up, Narnomies? Uh, I'm your host, as always, Josh. Welcome back to the Narnomies MTB podcast. Uh, we are cruising right along. Uh, actually, I probably should have looked this up ahead of time to figure out uh, what episode we're on. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. We're on episode six. Wow. Episode six. We're keeping the weekly schedule. That is pretty sweet. And uh, we got a kind of a new format uh, for today's podcast. I don't know if I'm going to start doing this as like the guest gets to choose how the next one's done or if we should just keep this new format. But Trent basically was like, hey, that was pretty good. Um, I've already had one person uh, message me and said Trent sounded like a real bro. He is a real bro. Um, but Trent was like, look, dude, that was pretty good, but we can make it a lot better. And so he gave me an outline for the podcast. And so I think I'm going to follow that, at least for this one, see how it goes. First part was introduction, um, welcoming the listeners to your podcast. Did that, check, uh, introduce myself, <laughs> check. Now, uh, second point he, he, he thought the flow should go is current news and events. Here we are, Josh Schaefer reporting live, current news and events related to mountain biking. Um, the first news I want to talk about, reserve wheels, uh, pretty crazy. Uh, they are known for their carbon wheels, have massive discounts going on right now all across the board, but they have these new aluminum wheels with lifetime warranty, which is really odd. Um, and uh, I don't know what to think of that. I don't, I'm sure there's a lot of fine print around that lifetime warranty, but we will uh, have to dig in that more. Check them out. Super affordable. I think a set is like 700 bucks with i9 or, or DT Swiss hubs. So that is pretty cool. Uh, in other news, um, bike pricing, man, it is plummeting. And all the other podcasts and YouTubers are talking about it right now. One dude, big podcast or I, YouTuber is exploding right now, just giving you weekly news on it. Uh, Daily MTB, go check him out. And he's investigating how the market's plummeting. Not surprising. So is the rest of the world outside of mountain biking. But um, it's really interesting seeing what they're doing and kind of hedging and basically treating it like a, a, a stock market guy. Is it going to keep going? Should people keep waiting? Or should people get on these deals right now? It's definitely a buyer's market. Um, so it's pretty amazing there as well. Uh, Yoan Borelli, uh, big time free rider, um, broke himself off at the free ride fiesta. Hilarious video check out there. Um, he broke like every bone in his body, but he has great attitude about it. And, uh, that guy is nuts. So that's latest on the free ride fiesta news. Um, the YouTube, uh, stars, the biggest ones in the business all rode together. That was pretty wild to see. Um, it's like all the, the big ones, the big guns, the top four, all put out a ride together, um, which was really neat. Um, and what else in news? Um, oh, also uh, kind of funny from the Pink Bike Academy, uh, a guy that lost the challenge of the Academy ended up getting picked up by Arbea and put out a really funny office video, like The Office. Um, it was his premiere on joining that team, uh, which was pretty funny to check out. Uh, in more personal news, uh, my daughter um, took her to her first flow tr uh, pump track. She had a blast. 
she definitely loves flow trails um, more than tech. She was like, Dad, we got to uh, fix our trails in our backyard because um, they have too many rocks and roots in them. And these, these uh, rollers are really fun. So anyway, that wraps up uh, news, uh, product releases, all that kind of stuff. One update on trail development. I actually had the head of Gwinnett County reach out to me about Simpson Wood. You hear it called the Wood and we are getting closer to planning time. So they have their planning meeting in a couple months and they want us to come aboard and at least plead our case for those trails. So uh, stay on the, the hook for that. Um, need all the help we can get to show up when that meeting gets set um, to try to get Simpson Wood to be sanctioned mountain bike trails because um, right now they're not and they're still pretty fun, uh, but they can be a lot cooler if we sanction them. Um, so with that, now we're going to get to our guest. Uh, we have a very special guest. Uh, he is known as the Freehander, and I will call him the Freehander specifically, not generally, more relating to route setting, which we'll get into later. So we nicknamed him the Freehander. He's also known as Zach or ZP because we have a few Zachs in the group that ride with us. Um, welcome, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Pumped to be here. Yeah, long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thanks for uh, taking a break from your busy CrossFit schedule to come join us today. Well, yeah, same to you. Thanks for taking a break from your busy riding schedule. <laughs> <laughs> you still ride, right? Uh, I do, not as much, okay. but I ride with you. The last time we rode, you rode, I guess, was Coldwater when we did that ride yeah. not long too long ago. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We'll definitely get into some stories of Zach and um, all sorts of good stuff. Uh, like to start off with, like I do every guest, tell us about yourself uh, as much or as little as you want and how you got into mountain biking, where you're from, um, you know, just all the good stuff. Yeah. Just a little overview. Um, so I'm originally from North Carolina, which I've always wondered, like, seems like I moved to Atlanta about 10 years ago. I followed my wife here. She got into school at Emory and um, I play, I grew up playing all sports. I played football in college, um, but never mountain biked. Like I don't, I couldn't decide. I don't know if I biked all the time in our neighborhood, like after school with the, with everyone in the neighborhood, we had like North Carolina is pretty flat. So I think that's the main reason that mountain biking wasn't really big, but I had a, I don't know if I've ever told you this. I had a, I had a specialized, um, I think it's called like something Vegas that my dad got me. It was like a dirt jumper BMX bike that I mm. loved. And there was this one um, like plot of land that hadn't been developed in the neighborhood. So I actually built trails down it and like was trying to build berms. I probably spent way more time building it than I actually did ever riding it. Yeah. Um, but with like the whole, you know, plywood jumps and all this kind of stuff. So like I, I grew up messing around on bikes, but never mountain biking specifically. But um, yeah, then when I got to Atlanta, I met some, I mean, people like you and other guys that grew up here that actually did it. Um, and I was like, I guess I'll try it. I, I used to bike, but I haven't biked in forever. I actually did a bunch in college. I delivered sandwiches for Jimmy John's on my, uh, on my fixed gear at the time, which was awesome because Raleigh was so flat. And like everybody lived around each other. So I just ride my bike to my buddy's house all the time. And how'd you pick a fixed gear? So, I mean, that's what, that's what everybody rode there. Like 
Oh, I guess you could say it was part of like the hipster scene back then a little bit. So we had, this was really cool. They did every Friday, downtown Raleigh had what they called first, first Friday night. And every month, like there was a crew of bikers that would go from spot to spot. It was, it was kind of like a music art, you know, downtown type of scene. But you would go from each location and there'd be like free PBR at each one. So we'd just ride our bikes from location to location, picking up beers. It was so fun. This is in Raleigh, mm -hmm. downtown? Yeah. You were a hipster. Did you yeah, I was pretty the, hipster. The flannel and the skinny jeans and I, all those. I was like on the, I had all those friends. I didn't get way too into it, but, um, but yeah, I had the fixed gear. I had like deep. What was your fixed gear? Do you remember that? It was, it was a Windsor and it was white and it had orange wheels and I actually took like it was legit. Like I took the brake off and everything. Oh, you were riding like a hardcore fixed yeah, gear. So yeah. you were using your legs for mm -hmm. brakes. Yeah. And was it a drop bar or a flat bar? I, I put on like the bull horns, like the yeah. raise in the front. Um, but so I had that bike and then I started delivering sandwiches for Jimmy John's on it. And like I could fly. Like, so you had like panniers where you were like holding racks to like put sandwiches No, I, on? Well, I had a book bag and I, like if I had a drink, I would literally just hold it. And oh hold on to one. Oh, I don't, I don't know if you know. So on that same bike, I used to borrow one of my buddy's bikes for a long time before I actually finally got my own. And there was this one night where we were leaving this place and hung, we were hanging onto the back of a truck, like our buddy's truck, and just seeing on the fixed gear, like seeing how fast we could go. Oh, God. Right? Do you know the story already? No, but it sounds horrendous. <laughs> I've never heard this story, but I can tell you it's probably not going to a good place. It's, it was, and I was like, I'm a sales guy. I'm like athlete. I'm competitive. So I'm like, well, I'm going to hold on longer than everybody. Right. So we get going. I think we're up to like 20 miles an hour and a fixed gear. If you don't know, like the pedals have to move. If the wheel's moving, there is no coasting. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're getting up to like 20, 25 miles an hour. My pedals are rolling. Like the gear it stays in is like a really low gear, I guess you would call it. So like the pedals, so you could go really fast, like down a hill, but your pedals wouldn't be moving too fast. So right, it, was really, yeah. it was really hard to start, but once you were up to speed, you were fine. So, so I'm hanging on to this back of this truck and we get going. And then eventually like I, my feet cannot keep up with the pedals and my front wheel just completely turns. Were you clipped in? Not clipped in. It was a, they had like the cages oh, yeah. back then. So I'm, so I'm like, hanging on this truck, my front wheel, I've got one hand on the truck, one hand on the front um, steering or the bullhorns, right? And then it completely turns and I just toss. Like I didn't have a helmet on or anything. Oh. And I rolled and rolled and rolled. This was this was when I was, I think a sophomore and I was it was a two weeks out from our first football game and I was like supposed to play. And I got up and I was, my adrenaline's rushing. Like my clothes are ripped. I was wearing Vans. My my shoes are ripped. It was ridiculous. You're lucky you didn't roll under the car. Yeah, or hit my head. Like, yeah, yeah. And so I kind of just tucked and rolled, and I just like barrel rolled down the street, and then that's how I got this huge. Oh my god, scar. scars, gnarly, dude. Yeah. And I guess that you kind of hinted to it. So you were like D one football right mm -hmm. for, yeah i walked on those so i didn't play a lot so yeah. so my coaches were so mad when that happened because they were like it was the opening game against like not a you know super um competitive team so they were like you were gonna get playing time why the hell are you riding your bike <laughs> dude that is crazy yeah so but i mean it has to be adrenaline rush to have to use yeah. your pedals to stop 
Like, and it has to be hard on your knees, on your legs. It's super hard. Um, I think that you, I think the reason they made them up in the first place was like to train Olympic riders. Like it's a way of training, you know, like the indoor speed. Yeah. Like track, that tracks, yeah, yeah. That's what they call them. Track bikes. A lot of yeah, times yeah. they're fixie or fixed gear track yeah. bikes. I've thought about it, but at the same time I have bad knees and everyone's always like, I mean, dude, you're essentially pedaling backwards and slowing yourself down. Yeah. And it's like really a lot of strain. And then when I joints, I think the biggest thing that I came to Atlanta, so that's kind of how I got into bikes and loved doing that and always been competitive. But then I delivered sandwiches for Jimmy John's in downtown Atlanta. And that was like a totally different story. Like it's so much more hilly here than it is in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And like, you're going, if you're going down a hill on a fixed gear and there's a stop sign, like you can't stop, like you're going way too fast. So most of the time you just blow through it. I actually got a ticket uh delivering a sandwich for jimmy john's got a ticket on my bicycle for running a red light no way on the way out went through jimmy john's was awesome because the faster you could deliver sandwiches the like the faster you get back and the faster you get on the queue to deliver another one right so but i went through this red light and the police officer like was waving no but i saw no one was coming so then i went and on the way back he pulled me he, he was like come here and he asked for my driver's license. I like should have said I didn't have it, obviously, looking back. But oh my god, gave me a ticket and went to court and paid the fine and everything. Dude, that's crazy. I that's... Got ran off the road. Like, it was wild. But I made good money doing it, so that's why I kept doing it. That's the first time I've heard someone getting a ticket on a bike. Mm -hmm. I, I got really close to getting a ticket. It was going to be a Jewy. It was a, a jet ski under the influence, <laughs> but I was on a stand-up jet ski. I had one beer. I was not drunk at all. It's just really hard to drive a jet stand-up <laughs> jet ski. And I got pulled over by the park ranger on a boat. Yeah, and he was like, you have there? to be drunk. I'm like, no, this thing is really hard to drive. You tried to drive it. It's Wait, like, wasn't one to stand up yeah, you have to stand oh, up. Yeah, that thing is and, yeah, and now I'm pretty good at them because I just had to learn. But the guy was prick and then he took me to a floating dock to give me a no DUI way. test so we're like bumping on the floating dock and I passed with flying colors because I was like oh I'm gonna rock this but it was like the dock was moving because of the wake and I was trying to stand on one leg I'll tell you man it's crazy um all right so let's get back to mountain biking so um fixed gear I think it's really cool actually I think that's why you probably have really strong legs you probably uh that probably prepped you for what was to come. And you said you got in the mountain. When did you actually get yeah. in the mountain? Was it was it with the brethren? Yeah, from Josiah. I think when on the, his podcast when he was telling his story of his first original bike, that REI black bike. Yeah, he handed that down to me. So that was the first time I ever got to ride. Which the first time we went, we went to Yona. Yeah, and which no, it, not Yona, Yargo. Yargo, Yargo. Sorry. Which, if you haven't been, it's super flat there. So great place to learn. I mean, it goes around this like really pretty lake, not far from Atlanta, but he had, apparently he used to ride clipped in shoes. So I, and we didn't, I couldn't get, I didn't have clip in shoes. So my first ride, like I rode tennis shoes on the clip in, like there weren't any pedals <laughs> going around Yargo, just pedaling on top of these clips. It was pretty wild, but. And you liked it after that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh. Yeah, I loved it. Like just to be out with your friends in nature, like the fitness aspect of it. Um, but it's just fun. Like it's just fun. Yeah. So for those of you probably connecting the dots, this is the same bike. We won't rehash the story because just I already told it that the group peer pressured Zach into hanging it up in the tree yep, at Mulberry Gap, Bear Hody. 
and donated it to the tree gods and uh, <laughs> and the mountain bike gods and uh, was forced to run back and then purchase his own mountain bike. Yeah. Um, which from there, what did you, I don't even remember. What the first you, one I got was a Spark, uh, okay. Scott Spark, which you had, right? Yeah. But mom was a little newer. But yeah, when they threw it in the tree, I was like, I hope, I hope this is really funny because Josiah gave me that bike. Like it was a free bike um, to me, which was awesome. I was like, I hope this is funny to you guys because this is a $3,000 joke. Like, <laughs> and I'm cheap. So I did not, I wasn't excited. But uh, when I talked to my wife, she's like, well, they all have bikes. So you need to get one. So that, that was the first one I got was, which was right before, I think it was right during COVID. Um, yeah, it was. So it's like a 3K bike, great first bike, light little trail bike. I think it's like 130. You bought it travel. new? Bought it new. Mm-hmm. When, when like they were out of stock and they just happened to have a medium. Um, so yeah, I love that bike. And then you, uh, you moved on from that. Yeah, I rode, so I rode that for a little over a year. Um, did some upgrades to it, got some new wheels and, um, and then tires made a huge difference. Like I had, like, I think there were recons on at first, Mm -hmm. so just really light, not a lot of tread and the type of riding that I like to do was similar to you like the downhill techie stuff um so yeah then i had my eye eye on the ripmo um and they went on sale so pulled well at one point i had like three bikes in my basement (laughs) (laughs) you remember this oh yeah and you and you and trent were trying to convince me to to keep two at least um and this was like when i was riding a lot with y'all so it made more sense but but we call I got, yeah, over that year with that spark with you and Trent and um, Josiah and some other MTB brethren went on a couple trips and yeah, it's just, I think the reason I like to do it is because it's fun. Like I feel like a kid, you know, (laughs) like I'm just out there having a blast, not worrying about anything. Yeah. So now you're on the Ritmo, one trick pony on the bike. You narrowed it down to one, Mm -hmm. one bicycle, three to going from three to one. And you like it, right? It's yeah. a good bike for you? Yeah, it's a great bike. It's heavy. Um, but I'm like, well, you can just get stronger and make it lighter, you know? Well, that brings me, it's a good segue. So you mentioned you like the downhill stuff. Um, so when I met you, you know, the group kind of just generally did XC. We did a lot of Yargo, you know, a lot of uppy downy trails kind of stuff. Um, was Pine Mountain the, the tipping point for you, or was it a different ride where you were like, I really like this bigger downhill stuff, and I want a bigger bike? Well, like, yeah, what was the, yeah. you know, where did you kind of... Well, you, I mean, you. we called you the the king, Nar King, for a long time, <laughs> but for a reason, because you kind of guided me all through it. I remember calling you when before I bought the Spark, asking, like, trail versus enduro. Um, and I still think, like, trail is the way to go if you're... If you're thinking about that conversation, talk to talk to Schaefer about it. But around Atlanta, there's not anything that's like crazy downhill. Mm-hmm. But you kept telling me about Pine. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, it's probably like more downhill because you have been known to oversell trails before. For sure. <laughs> For sure. But that one, when we got there. I oversold uh, Yona to you guys a little bit. Yes. yes <laughs> you. I think you said, which one was it where you said like, uh, I said, it's a mix? I of... said, if, no, I said, if Yargo yeah. and Soap and DuPont had a baby yeah. on the flow side, this would be Yona. Yeah. 
but I mean, it wasn't that big of a trail, <laughs> but it was fun and super flowy. We were like, we can't be doing it the right way if you're saying it is this good. <laughs> but um, but I think I mean, we went to Black Mountain uh, on my Spark. We went to Pinhoti. Like the downhill sections there are chunky and super fun. So that's what kind of made me want, like, I'm like, this is the most fun that you can have on a bike. I want a bike that makes it even more fun doing that. Um, and then, yeah, Pine included. Pine is like, I know you all talked about it on the last one, but it's probably the closest, like, most downhill place you could go, I would say, to Atlanta. Um, and so, yeah, whatever would make the downhills even more fun and, like, feeling more confident, that's... That's how I described it. It was like the first time on the Ritmo, I was like, this is a monster truck. Yeah. <laughs> on the on the Spark, you have to be super like picky of where you're going. Mm-hmm. On the on the Ritmo, you literally can plow through whatever. And it's so much fun. Yeah. No, I agree. That's the reason why I like it too. So all right. So let me cut cut across some points I have written down here. So first, ZP the freehander. <laughs> Tell us the uh, original freehand story. I believe it was in uh, Pisgah. <laughs> y'all y'all this is another uh hyperbole story that you guys have built up but <laughs> i i like so i think um trent a lot of the reasons that trent was talking about like why he enjoyed biking on the last episode um which shout out to your podcast man i'm pumped about it it's so cool that you're doing it um, yeah it's fun I it's kind of it, nerve-wracking when i started it but it's once you get going it it becomes easier and more fun it's just like buddies having talking about bikes like we would do this regardless if you had a podcast or not but yeah but um trent was talking about like just the fun of an adventure ride like that's kind of what hooked me at first too so like part of the fun of the trip is planning the trip as well so they call me freehand because i yeah i think it was at pisca like and you're just looking at a map and you're like oh this trail connects to here you will just ride from here to there and i'm literally like freehanding this trail i'm using strava um trail forks or some something as opposed to like basically like finding a route that's (laughs) pre-planned that someone says this is the best route follow these yeah zach just looks at a map and connects dots yeah exactly yeah Yeah. we're gonna do a loop and it's gonna be this x amount of miles and x amount of elevation gain (laughs) which i did and one of the roads like everyone has a great time and and you know not complaining until we hit one little choppy section where there's like trees down and we're having to put our bikes over top and there's briars well it was funny because it was like we go on this and we're all questioning zach the whole time Mm -hmm. and we're like is this right he's like yeah yeah, yeah, we're good and there were a couple turns where you were like oh no i think we have to go this way actually we'd backtrack (laughs) and then we went down this one turn and it literally looked like a bike hadn't ridden on it in like 10 years (laughs) and it was like bushwhacking we were like really and it was actually made the trip so much fun, but it was, exactly. we were like crawling under trees and bushwhacking and it wasn't for very long. And, uh, and we got, where and we, we got where we were going, <laughs> but that's when we called him the freehander because yeah. he just has a habit of it and he likes it. So part of the adventure. Yeah. The next one is the Joker. You look oh. like the Joker. I wasn't there, but yeah. you had this awful sc- cut for a while. So, you don't have it anymore, but. And no, it healed up nicely. Thank you. Um, but when I did it, yeah, that so was probably one of your gnarlier crashes, wasn't it? It was, it was a nasty rain in Pisgah or no, no, no. It was, um, bear Hody. Okay. And like, we were driving up, it was raining the whole way. We're like, what are we doing? And this was the first ride on the Ritmo that I had. 
So we got to one of the first, I think it was P1, um, one of the first chunky downhill sections. I'm like, I have to test this bike. Like, this is what it's built for. I was so excited. And it had just poured down rain, wet rocks. And I just like launched off this rock. And then this is what happens when you crash, like huck it and pray, right? Like, <laughs> so I'm in the middle of the air and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to land on this rock and this is not going to go well. So I just immediately slipped out, hit, hit the ground. There's this huge tree right down next to me. I think it was a branch that just like cut my face open. I had, I did have, um, goggles on, which I was like, so thankful for, or just classes, but, but it ripped my, I was like, I'm good. I got up and just, I was like, no, you're not <laughs> looked at me and like huge just cut right across my lips. Coming yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, you didn't need stitches though, did you? I didn't get stitches for that. No. And that was, I think that was the same trip where the tree fell down right in the middle. Oh, I didn't, we just, I didn't, I yeah. didn't even talk about this. Yeah. yeah just, I almost died. I know it was so because of the storm the night before, like everything soaked literally in the middle of our ride, we just hear this huge crash and I finally catch up. I think I'm in the back at this point. And, um, Josiah's tree, literally his bike, there's a tree on top of his bike. Like he almost got hit. He like heard smushed. this crash. He jumped off his bike and ran backwards. Like it was to the point where, and then some of the crew was in front of where that tree fell. So it split between literally right on top of us. Dude, ever since I heard trip. that, I now am like, I wasn't even there and I have PTSD. Like, yeah. I look at trees all the time and I'm like, ooh, it's too windy. I don't know if I should ride. Yeah. That's freaky, It was man. scary. Jeez. So that was a hell, a hell of an eventful ride I missed. Yeah. That was wild. We shouldn't have been riding, honestly, because of <laughs> the rain. But yeah. we drove all the way up there. I Trent did, was on, with us on that ride, too. I did one ride with Trent and some other group of guys and it was storming and it was a bad idea. It wasn't <laughs> even worth it. It was fun. We were soaked in mud, but it was, yeah. It was you, were, you were on the one, um, Pisco was like that one time. Yeah. We, were, um, we got poured on on one day. I mean, you're literally going down the trail and it's a river. Yeah. And you're like, I can't see where the roots are because it's all underwater. But Pisco actually handles water pretty well. As opposed to here, it just gets peanut butter. Like, it's like real sloppy. Did you know that Pisco is actually the, an, a natural rainforest? Yeah, I did know that. Yeah. It's pretty <laughs> I'm joking because you tell us that every time we go. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I'm like a tour guide. Yeah. I, I have a lot of facts and I like to repeat myself. Thank you for pointing that out. Um, the next one I have on the list is Jared's. Uh, I wasn't there, unfortunately, uh, but apparently Zach loves downhill, but hates a downhill park. And you had a very bad Jared's experience. Yeah. Why weren't you there that day? You were supposed to go. I couldn't hit the NAR that day. I think I actually had to, just went to I, think Jared's, I, right? I think I actually had to work that day. <laughs> you just went two days uh, ago? No. I, no. Oh. I have I went to Jared's a couple few weeks ago. Um, I haven't been since the, apparently they built a bunch of new trails. One's called like Backwoods, one in the Chamber, like a bunch more like downhill tech trails. And Trent went with a bunch of guys. He mm -hmm. went, I couldn't go, and he said it was awesome. Yeah. He said the new trails they built and they've redone a lot of the At trails. The top. Yeah, oh, and and, and the, the bottom. bottom, all of the above, they built yeah. more, so it's just bigger. But um, you fell, I heard. Yeah, on trail. your favorite trail, right? Was yeah, seventeen seventy six. Yeah. It's, so yeah, it was just Trent and I. I think it was a Friday. It was pretty. Um, I think it was summer, so it was pretty hot. But I that I was I don't know what I was expecting. Like the down the bottom of the mountain is more flow and more jumps, like big jumps that are too scary to hit. But the top is really technical, so I I like that technical stuff. So we went up to the top, and I really like that section. Mm -hmm. um, 
oh, the the other big thing there was like off camber. Mm-hmm. Like I've heard people say that, but riding there was like the first time where I was like, this is at so much of an angle and you're going across it. You're not going down it. Mm-hmm. And if you slow down at all, like your bike is just going to slip out from under you. So, mm-hmm. so it was just super technical and different. Um, and, I, and it had like huge boulders in the middle of the trail, like random. So it'd be flat. And then there'd be this huge rock that other, like someone obviously had hit and then it just rolls over. So I think that's what I ended up similar scenario when I fell in, um, in Mulberry gap was like, I think I launched off of something and then I basically cased it and then bounced right back up and off <laughs> and rolled and it hurt. And then uh, I was angry. <laughs> was that what made you angry was the fall or you just didn't like the trails? Well, and it, and I also was on, um, like my Ritmo at the time, which didn't have any scratches on it. And I fell and like scratched it and was pissed. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I didn't hate it. I also, so here's the other thing though, is that I, I love like the flow aspect of riding, like a big adventure. You, you get into this, like just this, it's an hour and a half in the ride and you feel amazing and you want it to never end. Right. This was like, you're running for downhill for two minutes and then you're sitting waiting for the truck to come pick you up. And then you're riding back up. It's just a different experience to me. Like it it's is like stop, go. Yes, like you don't like yes. that stop, go. You don't like the shuttle. You don't like yeah. the waiting kind of all that. Like the downhill is fun. That's what you're there for. But also mountain biking is fun. Like climbing is also a little fun. I'm not saying I want to do it all the time. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like it's part of the enjoyment is earning it, mm-hmm. going through the pain cave, feeling good about yourself. And there is some climbing at Jared's where you can't take the shuttle all the way up. Yeah. But to your point you you don't you feel like you had fun that day but you don't feel necessarily accomplished maybe if you do a new feature or something but otherwise you're kind of like yeah. well that wasn't that much of a workout yeah i never you i know? never felt like i was in the zone like as soon as you're starting to feel it the ride's over and then you got to ride back to the top you know yeah um all right so that is the jared stuff i have a few more questions for you but what what do you, do you have any questions for me so yeah. far i feel like i've been drilling you well um you do such a good job at this podcast and we always, I, I think when you and I started first writing and Trent started first writing is because we work from home. So uh, oh, yeah, the, work work from, the work from home boys, <laughs> the work from home boys. We have a hashtag me, Trent and Zach are the work from home boys. Although lately you're not part of that club anymore. That's, that's true. But, uh, did I write it? No, I wrote a big Creek with you recently too. You did. Yeah, you yeah, redeemed yourself work from home boys. I think we titled that ride work from home. Yeah. Boys. Back. But I, so what the people always want to know about you is how do you, like last year when the Strava stats came out of how many miles you covered, like mm-hmm. it was insane. Do you remember how many? Yeah, it was like 2,800 miles and like 300,000 feet of climbing. And like, I think I biked like majority of the days. Of the year. <laughs> you, is your goal to ride five days a week, like Monday through Friday? Yes. Yeah. Essentially, my goal is to, at a minimum, I want to do 40 miles a single track because I don't road bike. So I always want it to be mountain biking. And my mileage, essentially, I average like 8 to 12 miles a ride. And elevation is usually like between 700 and 1,200 feet of climbing here in, in our area for a regular like Atlanta ride. Um, and so like I want, 
I have that kind of like internal goal where I, I always up it. So I started with a thousand miles one year, then 2000 then 2,500 was last year. I exceeded that now 3000 is the next goal and 30,000 miles, 3000 miles of single track for the year is my oh, goal. 3, wait, 000. you're only doing three. I thought you're doing more than that. No, I did like 2,800 last year. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, but that's a lot for like mountain biking. Yeah, like if you compare that to a road biker, like my brother-in-law, he does like, I want to say he does like six, 7,000 miles a year because he's on road. I mean, he's averaging like 50 mile days or rides. I would say mountain biking, you're doing well if you can hit like six to eight miles in an hour. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anywhere from six to 10, I would yeah. say, depending on the type of trail. Um, and so, yeah, so it's just, it's kind of like, I've never been super competitive and I've never been super goal oriented, but for whatever reason, like the accountability of Strava, I owe a lot to that because I love Strava and I like actually the, the process of it and being able to look back and see stuff and have other friends see and then share theirs. Um, so I think it's the combination of that and that accountability. And like, that's partly why I always ask you guys who wants to ride because then yeah. I'm like on the hook. It's kind of like yeah. a team class. Like, Oh, if we ride together, I have to come and I'll still do it solo, but, um, it's now, yeah, it's part of my drug. Now I would do it probably seven days a week if I could, but I, you know, weekends are typically family time. So I don't that's, ride a lot. That's what I was going to ask is like, how, what does your wife think about mountain biking? She loves it. So she, she grew up in a biking family. Thank goodness. Uh, her, both her brothers were professional road bikers. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they were on literally USA. Like they, Dang. they traveled the world. They did crit. This uh, is one that owns a shop, right? Yeah, he okay. owns a bike shop. They both have real, I mean, not real jobs. They both have like <laughs> your typical jobs. One's a doctor, one's a hospital administrator. But yeah, they own a bike shop and uh, for fun. And they, uh, yeah, so they're big in the road and they do a ton of racing. They have their whole life. They started out in BMX. So my wife is used to like bikers and accidents. They've broken like everything. They've it's just been around her and not necessarily mountain biking as much, but when I got into mountain biking, she was really supportive because one, she saw me losing a ton of weight, mm -hmm. getting much happier, healthier, drinking less, all the stuff I've talked about before on the yeah. podcast so and cool. she's for it. And even when I get injured, I'm like, I'm so sorry, honey. She's like, it's okay. It happens. Like it's all good. She's very, very uh, supportive of it. That's as awesome. opposed to like, when I say, Hey, I want to go hunting or fishing. She's like, no, you're just going to go drink with your buddies yeah, and yeah. sit on your ass. I'm not very supportive of that. But this, she is very supportive. So. And it's also cool that, like, I think it's so healthy to have a habit, um, especially if you can do it with friends. And the fact that you do it during the week, like you're not stealing time away from the family on the weekend. Yeah, that's, that's huge. That's huge. I mean, honestly, I get a lot of flack for it from our friends, which is normal because I, think it's I, awesome. well, I, I, work, like I work for a very – hippy dippy company that uh is very new age as tech and we i mean i do work 24 7 so like if i get home at night and i have emails i'll probably work on them if i wake up at 6 a.m when my kids were watching cartoons i'll probably work during then to enable me to then ride during the work yeah. day so i'm not really taking away from work it's more like i'm just doing it at different times than the normal people like all my other buddies are right you know working nine to five and it's like well that's great I probably fit in nine to five of work. I just do it at night or in the mornings yeah. or heck I worked over the weekend, but like I enable it to where I can do rides during the day. And uh, my boss is a mountain biker. 
he 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 likes it. Um, and did, okay, this is the main question that I want to know: Does your boss follow you on Strava? No. Okay. <laughs> so uh, on purpose. Like word to the wise: I have a private Strava account. Connect with me if you want. I'll is, have to see your, if you're connected to my boss first. Is your boss um, listening to these podcasts? No, okay. he does not know I have a podcast, <laughs> nor does no one I work with. Now, funny enough, I see his Strava, so I see when he, his is public, so I see when he bikes, and he bikes during the week too, and he does it when we don't have meetings between meetings. So honestly, it's kind of the same thing. Like he 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 does it when he does, and he even talks to me about it. Of course, I don't want to be as open with him as as man. The, I didn't get a chance to ride this week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, there's that. But no, honestly, it wouldn't be the end of the world if if he if he did follow it, I'd be fine with it because he knows that I'm hitting Give my numbers, up, yeah. I'm making my sales, yeah. I'm doing the putting in the work, and you know he he'll cut out during lunch or you know in between meetings and go ride himself, and he thinks it's it's really important. So he'll ask me like, "Hey, did you ride today? Where'd you go?" Um, nice. He, he, you know, I'll tell him, like, I went to Soap Creek. He doesn't know that I necessarily did three laps of Soap Creek, and that <laughs> took three hours, but, you know, I did Soap Creek. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, and, and that's the thing is, like, for me, my biggest thing getting into this was don't take away from family. Um, make sure you can still get your work done, but try to do it during the hours that are most convenient for everyone where you're not infringing. Exactly, you know, yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. And I bring that up because um... – like it takes time. Like we used to make fun of golf, people who golf all the time, which now, um, I don't know if you've seen full swing on Netflix, really good documentary about just like the PGA tour and the players on it. I haven't seen that. It's, no. re it's really good. It's super interesting. But, uh, we used to make fun of people who went golfing because like, Oh man, you're wasting four hours. You're drinking beer. You're just talking the whole time. You're not really getting anything done. And the more and more we get into biking, I'm like, this is the exact same thing. <laughs> it typically for a big ride takes four to five hours. Yes. You drink beer afterwards. Yes. You're not really getting, I mean, you're getting more fitness, I would argue. Yeah. 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 But was that, so is that the tipping point for you to, um, cause Zach used to be part of my like weekly mountain bike ride type thing. And he's now tailed off to only you know, riding during giant group rides. You know, this has happened like two or three times. You keep saying, you'll tell me like, I think last winter, the same thing happened where I just did, wasn't riding because it was raining. I, I don't remember that. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. It's, okay. it's seasonal for me. I okay. want to ride when the weather's great. I want to be outside. And when okay. it's raining, I'm not going to ride. <laughs> okay. When it's cold, I'm not going to ride. Okay. So it's, so it's not a time thing. Cause I know you said like, Hey Josh, it's, you know, we're riding 20, 30 minutes a lot of times to these locations. Then we're getting ready. Then we're riding for an hour and then I get home. So I've there's certain days that I can do that. Yeah. Um, and I mean, my other love is CrossFit. So, yeah, we got to talk about so, that. So and that I get done, like I live four minutes away from the gym and I'm warming up 10 minutes later. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to get all this gear ready. I'm not I love both of them. I'm not saying one's better than the other. But most days I'm either going in the summer when I was riding a lot, like I was either working out one day, riding the next, working out the next, riding the next. Like I'm either doing one or the other most days. I love to move. And one <laughs> is lately CrossFit. And most recently it has been CrossFit. I have to say, because you now have like a semi, you get paid to CrossFit essentially right now well, as a side gig. Kind of, kind of. 
ever since you did that, I don't know if it's correlated with winter, but it's that also and been we, biking less. we have a big competition coming up. Like it's, oh. so I'm like in peak CrossFit shape right now. And as soon as it's over, cause I, I remember over summer, I was saying like, I might be done with CrossFit. I remember like, that. <laughs> yeah. And you went the complete other direction. Yeah, I, I might I be done with mountain biking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I think it's just seasons. Like I like, um, I like challenges. All right. And I like, to me so you need a challenge to work towards so if we said hey yeah. there's a race coming up yeah a mountain biking enduro if yeah, we signed which, up for that you would like you would be like all right i'm training which is kind of um because it's like i've always thought about like do you make your hobbies do you try to find out a way to make money with your hobbies or not part of me is like no just keep it your hobby it's a chance for you to escape and like have good community with other people that's kind of what mountain biking is to me like i want it to be for fun mm -hmm. And there's also part of me is like, well, maybe every day you're not like, that's a big thing for me is having fun. Maybe every day my main focus shouldn't be, how can I have fun for two and a half hours? You know what I mean? Like yeah. I have fun in the gym, um, you know, but I, but when I'm riding, like I want it just to be as much of a blast with my friends as possible. Well, that was going to bring me to my next point is you, you, I asked this to a lot of other guests or the other guests I've had on, they, and it's been mixed. I think Josiah likes more group. Trent likes more solo rides. You like more group rides. I love group rides. They're the most fun. It's like, but like you said, I like uh, the solo like therapy of being out on my bike too. Like it's just a different type of workout for me at that point. And I'm, you know, in my head, just enjoying the moment. I'm not pushing it. It's kind of like, but me working from home, <laughs> not being around people. If I'm on my bike, I would love to have someone there with me that's more fun yeah well now that we're talking on fun rides what is your favorite ride like what is your like favorite start with me with trail type of riding uh and then uh um after ride food yeah like what's your favorite meal after a ride what type of food and whatnot i mean the big the big rides are my favorite types of rides so the big rides you're either talking about Pisca, like Black Mountain. Yeah. Um, Bennett, we did Bennett and Avery Gap, right? Together, no. or Avery Creek. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, super chunky, like just downhill. That's my favorite type of ride. So it's okay. like, you could do that at Pine. You could do that at Black Mountain. You could do that. Uh, even Coldwater was super fun. Coldwater, Mulberry Gap. But if you had to pick one, like what was your favorite <sighs> out of all these? I mean, I think Pine is. Really? Like the most bang for your buck. Like, so you got to go to Windrock then. If Pine yeah, we've is, been talking if, about if that. Pine is yeah. really your favorite. Yeah. Out of all of those. Oh, it is. Then you have to go to Windrock. Because there's something like everything, it, especially when you get better and better, like what used to seem crazy doesn't seem as crazy anymore. Right. Yeah. Like Pine still seems pretty crazy. And every time I make it, I remember when we first went. And you have to earn Pine because you are climbing a ton. Yeah. Yeah. That too. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you're never waiting on a shuttle. It's more. It's adventure and there's no like every time i've been there there's no other bikers out there yeah and and people you pass that are hiking they're like hey just so you know it's really steep up yeah. there <laughs> like you bike this <laughs> like yeah we know uh so i would say pine is the best I, I liked pine over jared's for sure yeah i knew that yeah um but you even like that more than pisgah or i mean Cold water no or... i just say that probably because it's closer like it's 45 yeah. minutes away whenever you're going to pisgah it's a whole weekend thing yeah which i would do all the time if i could but yeah. like to our conversation earlier 
that's why we have four dates on the calendar for the full year saying, Hey honey, can I go away and leave you with the kids while we go ride? You know, it's funny. I was actually thinking about it. I think one of the most fun rides I've ever had was when we went and did pine in the summer and then we yes. brought beers yes. and swam in the lake. That was so fun. Dude, it was amazing. Like we, we did pine and then we decided to, instead of doing another lap, uh, get down to our skinnies and go, uh, <laughs> bring some beers down the lake. We literally swam across. That lake. was cool. That was a lake. Is that Alatuna? I think so. And we just swam across the lake, came back and just drank beer. The water was like amazing. Yeah, that was fun. We need to do a bigger group of that. But the problem is, is like, we've talked about it with Trent. Like we want more guys to come but at the same well, time. Like outside of, I can think of maybe two or three in the brethren. Well, the problem is you, when you ride, it's when people work. <laughs> True. <laughs> But a lot of people, let's be honest, screw around on Fridays. I feel like Fridays more people can, can get day. away with yeah. Fridays. Remember when we did party laps at um, Big Creek? Yeah, we had like that was eight so of us fun. out there. and like. But I think the bigger problem is we have a hard time getting some of these brethren to like go there. Like I think they're nervous. Or I think well, they yeah, they wouldn't they just, love it, Pine. They wouldn't. Not everybody we don't can ride know, Pine. though, like because they've never tried it. Outside well, they of, don't even do that, the Big Creek downhill stuff. I guess you're right. I think we need to start there. I think it. Yeah. I think you underestimate because outside much of Brady, Todd, Trent, you and me, like I think the rest of the guys, like one, it's like I don't know if we should take them because they may break themselves off. Yeah, but, and it's just not their thing. Like they are yeah. XC. They like yeah. XC more. These are the Enduro Bros that we're talking about. But granted, I like XC before I found it. Like if you don't try it, how are you going to know? You know what I mean? You liked XC before you found downhill. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. I didn't know. And frankly, when I first did Pine, I was like, this is crazy. I don't understand how people bike this. Mm -hmm. Now I bike a lot of it. And it's like, that's what I was going to say. But it's it like, was like, it's, it's all perspective and like doing it more. We walked all of it. I right. remember that. And yeah. then, and then yeah, the accomplishment of just saying I rode down that, like, yeah. that's my type of, that's my favorite type of riding. So I guess that's <laughs> my point is like, like Murray, for example, he loves climbing. And he, he and he could get some crazy really awesome good. climbs yeah. at Pine. It would test him, and he would probably be like, yeah. "This is awesome." He would have to figure out the downhill part. But he wouldn't like, like that. He wouldn't like it, but he also hasn't tried. I don't know if he's like. Maybe he would if he. Because yeah, it's similar. I mean, I don't know. I know. I think um, being any day. I remember the quote: "Like any day you can be on your bike is a good day." Yeah. Like <laughs> that's kind of how I'm like. I don't. I just want to be out there in good weather at a fun place with my friends. Yeah. Like, well, you get tired of doing the same. That's why I have a ton of respect for you. Is like, I don't know if I could ride soap four times a week uh, or Big Creek, like what we call it, Big Suck for a long time. Yeah, like, big crappy. Big yeah. crappy. <laughs> like, there's only so much good stuff in Atlanta that you can do. But you say that, but at the same time, you're in a gym every day looking at the same four walls so like when you say like i don't know how it, you do we? soap or big creek every week it's like well i don't know how you go into a four wall gym with much sweaty dudes but when every you, day so, so it's the same damn it. scene we're gonna get into it okay i don't i don't have no rebuttal i'll, just, I'll, accept, <laughs> I'll just accept winning <laughs> when you're on your bike how many moves do you do you're pedaling yeah that's it no no for a full body workout no i totally agree but I'm just talking about the change of pace. I get it. I get it. I, get I see it. different nature. 
I listen to different podcasts. I go different directions on the trail. I Sometimes snap, I go off trail. <laughs> I, I would if I could snap my fingers and go down P one and P two every morning, and it took me sixty minutes total. I would do it every day. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be amazing. Yeah, no, for sure. All right, so then, what's your dream? Like your favorite food to have post ride? Like what would you oh, want? Um, gosh, we still shout out to Todd Trap. Um, after doing, I think it was Pisca one, maybe Mulberry, we came back and got um, burger, like the best burger you've ever had. This is like after bonking, basically, from uh, Village Burger and in, in coming, which is like up 400. So most of the stuff we go to way up there, mm-hmm. burger and beer, like that's on a sunny afternoon after you just did three hours of riding. There's nothing better than that. I like it. Burger and beer guy. All right. You heard it there, folks. Give him a burger and beer if you go to ride with him. Um, All right. So we're getting close to the couple other points that Trent wanted me to get across on this uh, new format. But um, to your business coach. Well, I mean, I guess he basically (laughs) gave me his opinions on how to make it suck less. So I'm trying it out. And you be the judge, folks. Um, (laughs) Is there anything I missed as far as questions I you hope I asked you or anything no, that no, you no. wanted to ask me? No, I, I definitely want to ask you more, um, but what's okay. what do you got next? All right, so next he says, trail reviews, which you can be a part of all these other points. Um, review a different mountain bike trail each episode. Provide details on location, difficulty level, oh, this notable features or challenges. Invite listeners to share their own experiences on the trail. So, by the way, yeah, we want you guys to uh, ask questions. Uh, give us input on next episodes. Um, I will shout you out. So DM me on Instagram, Narnomies. Please follow it. No one does. Um, or comment on the uh, podcast. Um, but uh, I don't know. What tra- I like that idea. What trail should we review I've got, right now? I've got a great one that we could talk about right, that nobody ahead. talks about. Go. Alatuna. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Why? He said, <laughs> I got an amazing one, Alatuna. So I, like you, when I first got in, would literally like, I see all these spots. I'm going to go test them out. Like, yeah, I yeah. Don't ride that was my thing. goal yeah. is to like, just try everything. Why do you not like Alatuna? Have you been by the way? Yeah. Oh, you like it? No. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't like it either. Well, same reason you don't. No. Um, so... I think the big reason is one, it's kind of far from where I live. So okay. it's, it's kind of a haul. So it's basically like if I drive to Altoona, I could also drive to blankets. I could drive to rope. I can drive to chickpea. I can drive to almost pine. Should we change the trail then Alatuna? No, no, no. Okay. I think this is good. Okay. So this is good. Tell so people why you don't I, like yeah. It. Yeah. Because then people won't go there. <laughs> um, or I want to hear why people do like it. Sure. Sure. So it's super peddly. It's really flat. It's, it's like a lot of uppy downy. The black trails are horrendous. They're like, not only, I love tech, but it's like flat tech. So like you yeah. just like aren't moving. There's you're no moving speed. as it's like trials riding and it's like, you're just hopping and um, it just, I don't know. It doesn't do it for me. Like it's huge. Don't get me wrong. They have cool trails for what they have. They don't have much elevation. The downhill park actually is they pretty do fun. Have a great downhill park. Yeah, that's fun. I wouldn't say it's better than Big Creek's downhill park. It's not as big, but it's fun. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I just don't like the only thing. All right. So if we want to get specific, I think, uh, driftwood is a great trail there. Um, you can get some flow, you can get some speed. 
um, outside of Driftwood, I, I, and it's the downhill like part, the north part. Yeah, yeah, it's the north part. You kind of go through the fields. Um, outside of that, like Hocus Pocus and Voodoo and all that stuff. Oh, it is so. Oh, there's also a cool skills area if you go to the other parking lot and they have some cool rock rolls and like skinnies and like all sorts of features. That's cool. That. It's like, it's so big. I mean, there's two parking lots, there's like three different areas. So, yeah, there's definitely cool things. My argument is if you live where we do, which is not near there, and you're going to drive that far, I'd rather go to so many other places. But I don't know. why. What did you think? I mean, I think the exact same thing. Uh, I love how I you do... picked a, ride, a place that was like, <laughs> I got a great one. It's shitty. <laughs> well, I like. I don't want to ride the same thing every day. I think yeah. soap is so underrated. I think it's so good for being so close. Yeah. Um, we used, I used to ride blankets all the time. I, I love blankets. I know we're not going to talk about all of them. No, but. but I love blankets. Like I wish we rode there more. It's just now with traffic and 285, it's giving you yeah. a real, real pain to get to. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, Alatuna has like, I think it might be a great place to take kids though, because it's pretty flat. Oh, for but sure. There's so many switches and there's no speed. And that to me is like, I don't know. I'm like, why do you, why are you even doing that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're. Yeah, essentially fly landing, which there's this podcast called Ride the Rebellion, and they literally have a mountain bike club in the middle of like flatland Alabama, like way south. And somehow they have fun. I don't know. (laughs) But uh, hey, Ride the Rebellion boys, come come join us on the podcast. Tell us why you love riding flatland. Please explain it. Um, Anyway. All right. So next gear reviews. Uh, Is there any gear that you love or hated recently? Well, I wanted to hear more about your wheels because I was interested in that. Yeah, so essentially they're reserve wheels. So I have my wheels are broken, they're cracked, but they're still rideable. So I'm kind of see how long I can go because um, I don't really want to spend the money. But I've been looking at Spoke X carbon wheels because they're lifetime warranty, and I've always wanted to try carbon. I've never had it for wheels, and they're really strong. And I'm a big dude, and I break shit easily. But you so. don't. You haven't broken many wheels i broke a ton of spokes yeah like yeah, dude yeah. i break spokes all the time yeah. i've cracked they called you a clyde i've line. cracked three wheels since i've been riding hardcore mm-hmm. and yeah yeah i'm a big dude I'm, a, I'm rough on the bikes i just clapped out my coil shock it's a coil shock it's not even an air shock it's a piece of metal oh, and i, I was able that. to clap that out i had oil spewing everywhere did you get it fixed already or no no it's still getting fixed so i'm down to my my short travel bike these days which i rode with brady this morning out of big creek downhill and that was a little sketchy on a short travel bike, but it was fun. But Brady actually took his dual crown, oh yeah, uh, full suspension yeah. Yeah. on the XC trails. Oh, he really? literally we rode the downhill, and then I was like, "You right, you ready to go back to the parking lot?" He's like, "No, let's let's do the XC back." <laughs> I was like, "You're on a dual crown downhill bike, clipped in He's with fast. no gearing." He's he was so like, strong. "Let's, I want to do it." Yeah, and we got halfway through, and he goes, "Why did I do this? This <laughs> is miserable." Um, I was gonna say. Um, the the coil shock you and i i think are the only ones that ride that right yeah because uh, yeah i mean we really are hate. we are the only ones yeah. the ritmo bros yeah um, todd was looking at getting one but i think that is such a big difference from especially because you and i like techie stuff yeah and it just smooths everything out like yeah huge difference between it i like shock. to say i'm a big believer in coil if you want planted and yeah. you just want to smash yeah air if you want to be more poppy and jumps like i don't know todd is a jumper he may like the air 
You know, I don't know if you yeah. would lesser like the coil. Like the coil is heavier. You can't pop as much. But man, to your point, if you hit tech, you are solid. We went um, to DuPont with Todd, Todd and I, and we switched bikes on one. And his is carbon uh, with the air. His, he's got a Ritmo carbon with the air shock. And we switched, and he loved the coil, which was super surprising. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I love them. And, and you do have to work on them less, so... Yeah, big proponent of that, even though mine's broken right now. I probably put 3,000 miles on it. Broken. I didn't think they broke. Yeah, they have seals in them, apparently, and some oil. So, they, I mean, if it was an air shock, I would have had to replace it a lot more. Yeah. Um, training and fitness, share tips on advice on how to improve training and fitness. Um, mental strength, nutrition. My advice. Oh, that's my world. Ride five days a week. Um, but that's just how I do it. I don't diet. I don't do anything crazy. I still am a little pudgy, but I've lost a lot of weight and I'm in great cardio shape in my definition. But you're really, uh, you're a really strong rider. Um, and you've lost a ton of weight. I think that is so cool. Yeah. But I don't know. What's your, just pick one. Like what's well, the big training and fitness that's tip? A super. Yeah. Just do it. Uh, this is fun. This has come up a couple of times. Like in mountain biking, we have a, a buddy that, bonks every time that we go out right yes. like yeah so i think like a serious and, like cramping thing and yeah. he's a he's a crossfitter like i think people don't have experience going a long time like anything past 45 minutes is kind of a long time so, which is kind of funny if you think about it like so crossfit's like hit right like so high intensity short, short amount yeah. of time if you only do that yeah then the argument is that that's all you can do. Right, right, right. Yeah. So yeah, is I mean, that what you're alluding to? Yeah, is yeah that... exactly. Like if I, like just get, if I brought you to the gym and said sprint, you would have a hard time sprinting because you've gotten so used to being Endurance. like steady for 90 minutes. No, I would throw up. Yeah. yeah. Cause I don't like my heart rate going that yeah. high. And I would like, yeah. Which is out. what's kind of cool about mountain biking is it, it is kind of a, a mix. Like you're not, it, it's not a steady heart rate for 90 minutes. Like you do have to spike cause you've mm -hmm. got to, Brent to get up a climb. Mm -hmm. So it's, I don't know. I, I love that topic. I think mountain biking like builds that more than a lot of things, more than sitting on a Peloton. So what's your advice then? So for the guy so, yeah. that cramps after 45 minutes, no matter what, what is, what needs to happen? I, I think him specific, like you have to eat. Eating is huge. I did not know about this. Um, like you basically, you burn all of your glycogen within the first 30 minutes of working out. And then you're moving into like burning fat and if not then you're going to bonk because your body has no other energy to use so that is why eating is so important so we're always like eating cliff bars or the waffles that are so good um as we go so hydration and eating i think make a huge difference and then like if you're just getting started i would say i'm a huge fan of doing this for running too is like just set a timer and i'm gonna ride for 20 minutes and i'm not gonna stop and then the next time don't worry about your pace. Don't worry about anything. Or I'm going to run for 20 minutes and don't stop. Next time I'm running for 25 minutes and I'm not going to stop. Like just think about duration more than like effort. Um, and just, I think you get used to it after a time, after a while it helps. That's good. No, that's good stuff. Um, all right. So the next thing is listener questions and feedback. We have none because no one asks us anything. Again, ask us questions. If you know me, text me. If you, I've got a question. Instagram. Uh, listener question yeah i just i really want anonymous um 
hoodie and other yes yes gear. so that is that, that is uh in works um pete's probably really annoyed with me we had a meeting last week he's designing helped me design the graphics and i worked with his graphic designer and gave him a lot of critique and i saw pete's face and he was like really you're asking to change all this stuff and i'm like i'm sorry dude it's the it's now, man you gotta you gotta have the right look so they're still working on finalizing the graphics my fault um and then once they, that's done, they. Then, then <laughs> they are still working on it. Okay, then, then, then we will um, put the apparel. No, so I gave them the feedback. They just have to uh, put it all together. Um, so soon, very soon, guys, we're going to have some great stuff. And then the, the last point is the conclusion, which Trent said is the wrap-up. And I have 20 seconds before this podcast cuts off. Um, so uh, can you do three? Three what? Just hit stop and start again. No, because I have a meeting. I have oh, a call I have okay. to be on. Well, you got I actually have to work. Now. All right. He's got to work. Go out and search for your ultimate Narvana. Thank you, guys.